0: now, The Mentors Radio, one of the most popular and unique shows on the air today. Here each week, remarkable CEOs and leaders, including host Tom Laurie and Dan Hesse, and their guests, will mentor you, challenging your thinking about life and work sought after for their ethical leadership and advice, and for helping others succeed throughout their careers, now these same CEOs, The Mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Learn more and check out the show notes at TheMentorsRadio.com. That's TheMentorsRadio.com. And now, here's your mentor. Welcome.
1: Welcome. I'm Tom Laurie and I'll be your host today. Thank you for joining us. Our topic today is a great day's work, finding and living a career that works for you. And we have as our guest one of my all time favorite people who comes from the career management world. She is career activator, Madeline Mackey. Madeline is a certified career management coach, member of the National Resume Writers Association, and a former board member of the National Speakers Association. She provides professional development training, personal career coaching, unique strategies and documents for job transition success. And she's worked with VIP clients like the Oakland Raiders, Chevron, Novartis, Twitter, and Blue Shield of California. She is often quoted and published articles like Modernize Your Resume, Get Noticed, and That has gotten wide distribution, and she's also served in the C-suite as a result of building her own company. One of the attributes which is known to all and far and wide with her is her ability to communicate information clearly in an entertaining way. She has a bit of a Broadway background, which you'll hear right away. She worked for years with, uh, I think, four Tony Award-winning theaters, And she's had an important role in reaching others in her various ways of communication. Another characteristic that I found most enduring about her is her selflessness. She knows full well that life rewards those who give themselves to others. Join me in welcoming Madeline Good day, how are you? Good
2: day, Tom, and you are one of my favorite people, too, so I'm so excited to be here with you. We're well, going to have some fun today. We're going to have fun, right? Yes, indeed. And so let's start. What makes you you? What makes me me? So I grew up in Midwest, in this Midwest, in a small town, Toledo, Ohio. Both my parents were teachers. I was the youngest of five, and... It was very clear when we were growing up, since our parents were educators, that you were going to go to college, you were going to get a degree, and you were going to find a job. My mother had a saying that after four years, you will leave your key and your degree on the TV. <laughs> and so I went off to school, but before I left, my dad sat me down and said, you know, I know you love doing this theater thing, like I was a drama kid and." elementary school and high school and but my dad said, you know, we're not going to pay for a theater degree. You have to get a real job. So being a 20 year old, I was like, okay, how can I make this in my benefit? So I said, I'm going to be a chemistry major. I'm going to be a chemistry education major because chemistry was very easy for me in high school, and I said, as an education major, I can teach high school chemistry, and then in the summer, I can take summers off and do summer stock theater. So my parents will be happy, I'll be happy. It's a perfect plan, but see, there was one problem. When I got to college, I started to take my theater, my chemistry classes, and by my third year, I got to organic chemistry and organic chemistry beat me up. And I was like, there is no way I'm gonna be able to finish this chemistry degree. And I was really struggling with, well, what do you, you wanna do next? What are you gonna do if you're not gonna be a high school teacher? And at that same time, my father got sick. He had leukemia, and unfortunately, he passed away. And I really took his passing hard. And my mother was petrified I was gonna drop out of school. So we made a deal. I could go back to school, I would go back to school, but during that semester, I could take any class I wanted as long as I stayed in school. So I took a whole semester of theater classes, and I loved it. I took acting, I took technical theater, I took stage management, I took design, and I loved every aspect of it. And I went to my mom and said, Mom, I gotta be a theater major. But her biggest fear was, are you gonna be able to support yourself? Are you gonna be able to find a job when you graduate? And I said, I wanna go into technical theater. I wanna work backstage. I wanna help bring the production to life. So I graduated with my theater degree, and sure enough, I walked right across the stage, got my degree, and walked out the door into my very first theater job. And for the next 15 years, I worked in professional theaters, all across the country, including four Tony Award-winning theaters. I worked at Chicago's Goodman Theater, La Jolla Playhouse, the Seattle Repertory Theater, and for six years, I was the associate production manager at Berkeley Repertory Theater. Mm.
1: Great, great uh, group of theaters. I I know several of them quite well. So, w- out of that, because we're going to move into the role that you have today, what what did what did uh, the skills, the gifts, the insights, what what did you get out of that? What was it, looking back, I mean, it's a mosaic. So what part of the mosaic did that play?
2: That part of the mosaic was that you're always reinventing yourself. So in theater, show open, show closed, you're done. Show open, show closed, you're done. Every eight weeks, I had to reinvent myself. I had to find another job. I had to meet a new set of people. I had to rebrand myself. And so every eight weeks for the first 10 years of my professional career, I was having to look for a job. And so it got really easy for me. I've tapped into, well, what are my strengths? What do you like to do? What do people say about you that they're like, I really like the way you do this? And so with that, I transitioned from theater and I went to go work for the American Red Cross and using those same skills of meeting new people and meeting a new team and working with a new team because at the Red Cross I'd work on different disasters, different programs, different partners. And so it was about those transferable skills. And after working at the Red Cross, I decided— But
1: but at the Red Cross, uh, you weren't just working there. You you were in a pretty high-level role, right?
2: I, within 18 months of working at the Red Cross, I went from being a program manager to the external relations officer— that was in charge of the entire six-county Bay Area region and a $3.5 million budget.
1: So you had a big job.
2: I had a big big
1: job and a big responsibility
2: big responsibility i had a lot of I had a management of a team both paid employees and volunteers i reported directly to the ceo um, we had sponsors that we had to make happy and funders that we had to make happy and so it was about working with a very diverse group of people um, to ensure whatever program project or initiative we were able to pull off successfully
1: when we come back, I wanna ask a question about uh, nonprofits for people that may be in transition, the opportunities that they may, they offer to develop their skills. We'll be right back with career activator Madeline Mackey, top career management consultant and author of Modernize Your Resume, Get Noticed. This is Tom Lory, and this is The Mentor's Radio.
3: Are you a small to mid-sized business looking for a tax, accounting, or CFO-level advisor to handle or guide your company's financial decisions? Consider KMLPC. KMLPC excels in creating easy-to-use, customized financial systems for small to mid-sized entrepreneurs and companies, especially nonprofits. KMLPC supports and protects their clients' vital interests, offering a wide range of accounting and bookkeeping services in addition to CFO guidance. They prioritize Digital integration and their exceptional staff will make your life and even taxes so much easier. Their client list is a who's who of nonprofits and entrepreneurs. Clients who've stayed with them for years and won't go anywhere else. So if you need financial or tax help for your business or nonprofit, contact KMLPC today at KML-PC.com. That's KML-PC.com. KML-PC.com. And mention The Mentors.
0: And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom
1: Laurie, and we are with top career management consultant Madeline Mackey, who has worked with individuals and VIP clients like the Oakland Raiders, Chevron, Novartis, Twitter, and Blue Shield of California, when we left the last segment, we were talking about your role at Red Cross. And you know, I deal with a lot of people that are in transition through a program that I'm a part of uh, for people that have lost their jobs. Tell, uh, tell the audience a little bit about what, if they're in transition, or if they're looking, could be retired, they could be late bloomers, they could be a lot of things. What opportunities are there for them and opportunities to develop skills in a nonprofit like the Red Cross?
2: Nonprofits are a great place for developing the skills and just kind of trying something different. I actually started at the Red Cross as a volunteer. So I was a volunteer for about five years at the American Red Cross. They taught me about leadership. I had skills on communication, on branding, on media relations. And working with clients and customer service. And so I was a volunteer for about five years, and I believed in that mission. And so, my first advice for anyone looking at nonprofits is make sure with that nonprofit you believe in what they support, whether it's children, homelessness, animals, healthcare, believe in that issue. And I was very, very passionate about helping our community through disasters. And I reached out to a manager at the Red Cross, and they were starting this new program to prepare the Bay Area for the next big disaster. And I said, I want to be a part of that. I want to help. And when I went, I offered them my space at the theater. I offered to do trainings. And he took me up on that offer. And then one day, a position came open. And they reached out to me and said, are you interested? We'd like to talk to you about it. Now, I sent my resume into the Red Cross, and the funny thing is, when I talked to HR, they said, you know, when I look at your resume, I would not have brought you in for an interview because you don't have a background in nonprofit administration or grant management or program management, but the team wants to talk to you. So I want you to know that when you come in for this interview, it's going to be really important that you explain to them how you're qualified to do this job. And so when I went in for that interview, I really analyzed that job description and created a portfolio showing them how I could successfully solve their biggest problem. Because that's the issue that's on the table with anyone doing any type of hiring is can you solve their problem? Do you have the skill set? So I outlined a, a method and a project plan to help them achieve their goal of training the Bay Area for the next disasters, and the, the hiring manager liked that plan and said, yeah, let's, let's take a chance on this person with this very unique background. I celebrated my strengths and my uniqueness rather than playing up, well, I've never done that before. I was all about, no, I can do that, but I'm gonna do it a little different than the way anybody else has done it. And since I had a theater background, basically I told them, let's put on a show. Let's put on a preparedness show all over the Bay Area. So we had a lot of different events all around preparedness, and that's how I used that skill of putting on shows to do the job at a nonprofit as a program manager.
1: So a couple things pop out for me. Number one, you showed up and did something, and somebody saw you, Mm -hmm. and uh, they You were pulled into a job rather than pushed into a job. Yes. Uh, The second part is, which is so important for people that are in transition, who go in and say, well, I've done this, this, and that, when the hiring manager really wants to know, can you do this? Mm -hmm. Uh, A job exists because there's a problem to be solved, and everyone needs to start with that in mind. And you uh, showed them how you were the right person to solve the problem. And then you executed. Obviously, you were there a long time and mm-hmm. had a great career with them. So those there's some important lessons there uh, for everybody to, to draw from. Uh, this is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show, and we're talking to top career activator Madeline Mackey, who provides professional development training and personal career coaching to Fortune 500 companies and executives. So from there, you then made another, well, I gotta, yeah, you made a leap into the coaching and outplacement work and all of the whole world. So tell us a little bit about that transition.
2: So I had always been writing resumes on the side in theater because I was looking for a job every eight weeks. I was always updating my resume. And my theater friends would always ask me to update their resume. So it was just kind of like my side hustle. And at the Red Cross, um, I started to do a lot more speaking. So I was teaching preparedness. I was teaching business continuity. And, you know, I loved that part of the job. I absolutely loved getting in front of an audience. And so I decided, you know, I think I, think I might want to be a professional speaker. And so I went to the National Speakers Association, I went through their Speakers Academy, and they mentioned um, there's no new ideas. The health speakers are always talking about eat healthy and work out more, and the financial planners are always talking about pay off your debt, diversify your revenue, and the life speakers always saying find what you love and do that for the rest of your life. Hmm. And they said what makes each speaker different is their story. What's your story? And for me, my story was going from the chemistry lab to the stage, to the C-suite of a national nonprofit. And so I started to get on stage and tell people, here's my story. Here's how I was very unhappy in my career and how I made changes to find career happiness and people would come to me after every presentation with tears in their eyes saying i am miserable as my job as a lawyer as a healthcare provider i want to do what you did i have this passion to do something different i want to work with children or animals or i want to i want to work in music and we can i hire you can you help me figure out how to do that and so from you know they say in entrepreneurship school listen to what your audience wants. And so my audience wanted me to be a career coach. They wanted me to help them activate their career dreams. So I use a method to create a vision, cultivate their resources, and activate a plan so that they can find that career that satisfies them.
1: So you again were pulled into something. Pulled in. Kind of a thread here, you're (laughs) being pulled in. So how do you, as you're talking through the various steps, uh, how do they create a vision?
2: How to create a vision? A
1: couple of good tips on
2: that. There's a lot of ways. There's using, you know, I love vision boards, so you hear a lot of talk about vision boards at the beginning of the year. Um, There's journaling that people can do. My favorite method for the career seeker, the career transitioner, is write out your perfect job description. Like sit down one day and write out what a perfect day looks like for you. What time are you going to work? Who are you speaking to? What kind of projects are you working on? What skills are you using? I even have them create a boss avatar because studies have shown people don't quit companies. They quit bosses. So what kind of boss are you working with? Well, how do they communicate with you? What is their management style? And I really have them go deep into that perfect job description. And then once we have that vision, then it's about does that, does that job exist? And so then we'll go out and look at different jobs and compare them to that dream job description. And we figure out from that job description, well, what are the skills you already know how to do? And what are the skills you need to learn? And now we have a plan. Now it's about executing the resources because you know what you're good at that matches the job description. And there may be one or two things that we need to brush up on. So then we're gonna gonna create a learning plan or a professional development plan to make that happen. But you've got to know where you're going. I, when someone comes to me and says simply, I just need to find a job, any job. I just, I just need to go back to work. Um, I say, well, you can pick any job that's out there on Indeed.com or LinkedIn or Craigslist. But if you want a job that's really going to make you happy, we've got to slow down, and we've got to figure out what that looks like.
1: So the vision thing is really a big deal. And for those people who are golfers and follow professional golf, they know that the great golfers – before they even hit the ball, they actually see the ball flying, they see where it's gonna land, and they see after it land what it's gonna do. So, and that, that helps drive everything else. And we're gonna come back and talk about uh, branding and influencing when we come back after the break. Uh, when we return, we'll continue our discussion with our often quoted guest mentor, Madeline Mackey, who is a top career development consultant to corporations and for Rising Stars. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentor Radio.
0: And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and
1: we are with career management consultant Madeline Mackey, who works with Fortune 500 companies and individuals in transition. She is quoted often on all things... Related to career transitions and the job hunt, so we were talking uh, a minute ago about vision. Let's let's shift gears a little bit and talk about branding. What is personal branding? How do you view it? I've, a lot of people have different ideas, but what what's your perspective on that and the importance of it?
2: Yeah, I think it's how you show up and the impression. You leave on other people. Like, what do they know you as? My audience knows me that I am the career activator. If you are looking to do something with your career, Madeline will help you do it. There are some coaches that are career explorers that will help you explore your career. Um, But it's really important to know what it is that you offer and how it connects to the market because you want to have a brand that's going to be in demand.
1: And how do you build it?
2: And a great- I mean, I
1: mean, you, show, I mean you show up, it's all of that, but- Yeah, there's- do you- do you need somebody, a coach or somebody to help you sort that out, or is there a book to go to? Or
2: There's a lot of resources, but for first of all, I think the first thing is figuring out what is your area of expertise. What is it that you want to be known for, and then figuring out, that's part one, what do you want to be known for? Part two is who's your audience that you want to connect to, and once you know who your audience is, figuring out where they hang out. So if you know your audience hangs out online, what social media platform do they hang outline. Is it Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn? So I talk to career transitioners. One of the number one places career transitioners hang out, it's LinkedIn. So I have a huge LinkedIn following. I have a completed LinkedIn profile. I post regularly on LinkedIn so that and I'm sharing my career transition, resume writing, interviewing, job search strategy, expertise. So if you love animals, I have a friend that she's a dog walker, and she's an amazing dog walker. And so she has a big Instagram page because she's got it filled with pictures of dogs and animals that she does. Um, I have others that are speakers. I know you yourself, you're a speaker, and you're invited to speak and share your knowledge. That's all about getting your brand, that expertise that you have, out there to the audience. But you have to know two things. Who is your audience and where do they show up? Because if you're promoting your brand and it's not hitting your audience, then it's going to be really ineffective.
1: Well, let's uh, drill down a little bit on LinkedIn, which is the professional network. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's the one I'm most familiar with. There are a number of ways to promote your, your, well, first of all, is to do your profile. Maybe let's talk about that. And then how you promote yourself on LinkedIn.
2: So number one, you have to have a complete profile. And the biggest areas, there's three big areas on the profile that I really tell everyone, if you do nothing else, get those completed. Number one, you need a profile photo. A professional, clean, well-lit headshot of the way you look today, not the way you looked 10, 15 years ago. But everybody should have a good LinkedIn profile. Then your LinkedIn headline. So what is it your brand? And I say make it something that's relatable and also showcases your expertise. So, you know, we talk about I'm the career activator and sometimes people don't know, well, what's a career activator? So my brand is I'm a career activator. And then you'll see in my headline career coach, resume writer, LinkedIn profile creator and trainer. And uh, so your headline is really important because every time you post like and comment, your photo and that headline shows up every single time. And then if they like what you have to say, they're going to click on your profile to read a little bit more about you. So I tell individuals, please make sure you at least have that summary section of your LinkedIn profile complete. If you've got those three things done, it's a good start. Now, of course, we want you to fill out your work history and add all the other sections. There's a lot of great places in LinkedIn. You can add your publications, your patents, special projects you've worked on. But let's just start with the basics, photo, headline, and summary.
1: This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show, and we're talking with top career activator Madeline Mackey, and we're talking about transitions and career development, Um, Let's on the on LinkedIn itself, um, which we've been talking about. Uh, they have there are a number of ways. Also, you got the groups, and you've got you can write a blog. There's a lot of different other tools. I, I agree. Profile's got to be number one, but then talk a little bit about how you can um, raise your profile and your brand by using some of the other tools that they offer.
2: So LinkedIn is a dynamic platform. I have a lot of clients that say, well, my profile's done, but I'm not getting any traction. And I said, that's because you need to engage your audience. So number one, post. So it's very, very easy to share content on LinkedIn. You just simply create a post and it can be content that you create. Like again, Every one of us has an expertise. And I always tell them, start with your top three tips. Top three tips for leadership. Top three tips for quality assurance. Top three tips for managing a team. What is your subject matter expertise? And think of three top tips. And then post that. And you can share other people's content. So there's Industry influencers out there share their content. Um, Ask questions of your audience. It doesn't have to be all about you sharing your expertise. Ask them what their favorite tips, their favorite book, their favorite resources. But I recommend, if you're especially if you're a career transitioner, you should be posting on LinkedIn three times a week. Then LinkedIn has a thing called you can share an article or publish an article. It's a blog. It goes out to a little bit of a wider audience. You can add an image to that blog. So write up something a little bit more in depth about your expertise and then share that. Go into the groups. There's some great groups on LinkedIn. You're a project manager, there's a group for project managers. You're in marketing, there's a group for marketing. You're in healthcare, there's the healthcare professionals. Go into those groups and share your expertise, share your knowledge. Answer their post. So that's another way of showcasing showcasing what you know. Um, the best job I ever had. I answered a question that someone had on LinkedIn. She connected with me and asked me out to lunch, and then introduced me to the person who is now my boss. So it's about having conversations with people. It's social media. So you need to be social. And you, you
1: when you mention these groups, one of the other things too is that. You can certainly be in groups with peers, but you can also think about groups where those people who are gonna make a hiring decision are and start to raise your profile. Let's say Mm -hmm. if you're a chief medical officer, chief financial officer, you know, every once in a while get into a CEO group because most of them are open now, so you can go in and do some things.
2: Yeah. Again, it's about sharing your knowledge. So uh, if we go back to our nonprofit story, there's nonprofits on LinkedIn. So go into that nonprofit. If they ask a question, answer their questions, share your knowledge, connect with those people if they like your post and build your reputation. And again, be of service, help them solve their problem.
1: Well, we're going to come right back with career activator Madeline Mackey. This is uh, the Mentors Radio. If you have any questions or feedback, call anytime at 844 810 8255. That is 844 810 Talk. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio.
0: And now, back to the Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back, this is Tom Laurie, and we are with top career management consultant, Madeline Mackey, who has worked with individuals and VIP clients like the Oakland Raiders, Chevron, Novartis, Twitter, Blue Shield of California. And she is often quoted on all things related to careers and career transitions. When you uh, think about your career, what are the changes that you've seen in hiring over the past decade? And and also uh, for people in transition in particular. Things that they should do. There's been a sea change in this whole field, and so two questions: What do you see has changed, and over the next ten years, what do you think is going to happen?
2: Yeah. So one of the things that has changed is obviously the advent of technology. So there's a lot more technology involved in the job search process. You know, when I first started looking for jobs, I would update my resume and I would make a hundred copies of it and I would mail it out. To theaters, I found a book of all regional theaters, and I would just mail my resume out to different theaters. Or if there were journals for hiring, I would go through those journals and apply for jobs by mailing or faxing out my resume. And these days, people can now go onto a website like Indeed, Monster, Um, glass door they create a profile they see jobs and they just click a button to apply and apply and apply and apply and apply Um, and it's almost like they're spamming for jobs Uh, we kind of call it sometimes call that the shotgun approach of that you're just throwing your resume out into the world and hoping somebody takes a bite but see here one thing has never changed in all the years of job searching it's not about the technology it's about the people it's about the relationships So I do outplacement for the world's largest outplacement firm, Lee Hecht Harrison, and I always ask in the very first workshop I teach, I ask them, how did you find your last job, the one that you were laid off for? How did you find that job? And every single class, the majority of people in that class found that job through somebody they know. So with all the technologies, the applicant tracking systems, LinkedIn, social media, it still comes down to the best way to find a job is to nurture and cultivate a strong network.
1: What has surprised you the most in your transition and in your career?
2: That it worked. <laughs> so <laughs> honestly, you know, I am I am one of those that if I see something that I want to do that, I'm gonna try to do it. I'm gonna put my resume out. I'm gonna talk to people. I'm gonna say, hey, I want to be your program manager. I want to be your stage manager. I want to work at the world's largest, um, the country's most well-known theater. And by putting it out there into the world, um, my dreams have come true, and I've been very very blessed with that. I'm have. I am a firm believer in affirmations. And so when I went into theater, every morning I used to wake up and say, I'm going to work at the Goodman Theater. I'm going to be on the stage management team at the Goodman Theater. And within a year, I was on the stage management team. I was a production assistant at the Goodman Theater. And when I became a career coach, I said, I am going to be a career coach for Lehigh Harrison, the world's largest outplacement firm. And within six months, I was a career coach at Lee Hacked Harrison. So, um, you know, if I look back at my career and my advice to everyone is, you know what? Every career coach, every coach started with no clients. Every author started with no words on the page. Every entrepreneur just started with an idea and a concept and no money and no clients and no accounts. But if it's something you believe in, you have to take that first step. You have to activate that step in that dream and see what happens. And you might be surprised as to what happens. And what drives you? Service to others. Does Uh, that come from your
1: dad and mom or your mom or your...
2: It does. Um, My parents were teachers and they worked in school systems that weren't the most wealthiest, Um, but they were of service to those students and they took care of their students. My father loved his students. He would go to their sporting events and he was one of the chaperones um, when the uh, junior high students would go to Washington DC for their eighth grade class trip. Um, He was accessible and available to his students and my mother was the same way. So for me it is very important to be of service of others. The money will come. The money will always come. It's all about if you put good things out into the world, good things will come back to you.
1: Great. This is Tom Lawyer, listening to The Mentors Radio. And today we're talking with top career activator, Madeline Mackey, who provides professional development, training, and personal career coaching to Fortune 500 companies and executives. Were you ever in a situation that you were terrified?
2: All the time. (laughs) All the time. I mean, when I was working at the Red Cross, I had a six-figure salary. I drove a company car. I had a company cell phone, a company laptop. I had a big old beautiful office that was seven minutes from my house. And you know in the Bay Area, a seven-minute commute to work is a miracle. Um, And to, to leave all of that, I remember when I tendered my resignation to the ceo at the time and i said i can't do this anymore i bawled like i cried and we're not talking like quiet tears we're talking about nose running red nose red eyes like i was just couldn't believe i was jumping off this cliff and i didn't know if i was going to land on my feet
1: and you have uh what would you tell your best friend about career development or seeking a job today
2: Figure out what you want to do and
1: go do it. And what do you believe, with all the different people you've dealt with, what do you believe to be true about real leadership?
2: Believing in yourself. I think when I see someone that's been impacted by a job loss, their confidence is shook. And the ones that recover faster, the ones that remind themselves that I am good at what I do and I do have something to offer the world and I know that the world needs what I offer, They're the ones that land on their feet and recover a lot faster. So being confident in yourself and what you have to offer the world, you will find a job. I guarantee it. You will always find a job. And what do you believe to be true about success in life? You can't do it alone. I would not have the career I have without the people like you and my clients and all of those that believed in me. Um... We're, a lot of times when a career transitioner is going through, if someone's going through a layoff, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to tell people. They don't want to ask for help. I am sitting in this chair talking to you today because I asked for help in the most public of ways. I went on to LinkedIn, and I was vulnerable, and I told people, hey, I'm kind of struggling with my business right now, and I need a little bit of help. And I've gotten so many offers of help. So don't be afraid to reach out. Your your support system, they want to help and support you. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is it that you wish you had known when you were younger? Oh, my goodness. That's a tough one, Tom. I would say I wish I had known um, how important education was um, and training was. And I don't mean just book education, but skills, Um, computer skills, technical skills. Skills are important.
1: When we return, we'll continue our discussion with our guest mentor, Madeline Mackey, who is a top career development consultant to corporations and rising stars.
0: And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie and We are with The off Quoted career management consultant, Madeline Mackey, who works with Fortune 500 companies and individuals in transition. She's highly quoted on all things related to career and career transitions. You can find her on LinkedIn.
2: Yes, you can. She's
1: there. Um, So I need a coach. And I'm out there looking for a coach. Tell me about the fit between the coach and the one that's being coached. What would what would a person look for in a coach?
2: Um, it's kind of like dating. You're looking for chemistry. You're looking for understanding. You're looking for that they have, um, they're interested in you. So I, Don't just hire a coach right off the bat, talk to people, talk to your network, talk to your mentors, go into those LinkedIn groups and ask questions of anyone in your profession, have they worked with a coach? There's a great organization, the International Coaches Federation, that you can go on there and they have a coach directory and each coach specializes in some unique aspect of life, whether it's a health coach, a career coach, a business coach, and make sure you do a consultation with them. Don't rush into this spend some time with them, read their reviews, look them up on LinkedIn, ask them their story. They're going to ask you a lot of questions about you, but you should also ask them about their story and how they got into coaching, what kind of training and professional development they've had. Get as much information as you can about that coach and how they work and their style and their background so that you can make an informed decision that this person is going to help me with my goals and my objectives. And I know that they can help me because number one, I've read the testimonials and seen proof that they've done it before. So this is not a decision one should make lightly.
1: And um, is it expensive to hire coaches? It,
2: it can be. So it can.
1: I'm, you don't even give rates or anything. Yeah. I just curious. And does it go forever? or Does it go for six months or does it go for short periods of time? How do you. I know it probably works in all different variations, right?
2: Exactly. It's all different. It depends on the coach. And that's a great question to ask them of, can I, is it unlimited coaching? Is it monthly coaching? Is it a short time period, a long time period? And what do you need? So like for a career coach, if you're a career transitioner, chances are you don't need to hire a coach for a year. You may just need a coach for two months or three months Um, to help you figure out some things. Um, There are some coaches, like interview coaches, that it's one or two sessions. It's not a long commitment. They will help you um, improve your interview skills. A resume writer will help you write your resume, and then that's it. So it just depends on what your needs are. You really need to talk to the coach about what their programs. And
1: in your experience and all the different people that you've had as clients, is there one client that stands out as the one that really – your favorite client the great success story that you can tell us about
2: yes so this particular client had just been laid off she was in a very tough situation she'd been laid off her unfortunately her husband was unable to work and was going through cancer treatments they needed their her health insurance and they had already maxed out um their retirements and any equity in their home to pay for his medical bills so she was on the phone and she was just in tears with me and but she's like I want to make this right I want to find I want to find a job I want to be happy I want to take care of my family and so I wrote her resume I pointed to her to some resources and she implemented the strategies that we outlined for her job search. And within 30 days of working together, she landed a job at Kaiser um, with full health benefits. Her husband's doing well. The house is secure. She's happy at her job. Um, we still are in touch. And she's one of my she was one of my very first clients. And it it really made it clear to me of I'm not just writing resumes. I'm not just coaching people to find a job. For her, this was about her marriage, her husband, her husband's life and his health. It was about her home that she protected, that you know covers and protects your family. It was more than just a job, it's more than just a paycheck. And to relieve some of that stress and burden, that was a blessing to me and to her. So it's it's again, service to others.
1: Well, I can see why you're so popular with so many. What, uh, what do you do to feed your soul?
2: I have a great group of friends, and I am a triathlete. So I swim, bike, and run, and this is a new hobby that came about within the last three years where I had to learn how to swim, and I didn't have a bike. And wow. the furthest I ran is to the bus stop to catch a bus. Um, so I am now a triathlete who's done everything from sprint triathlons to even relays in a half Ironman race.
1: And of all the people you've met, what is that one characteristic that uh, distinguishes those that are at peace and happy with life from those that aren't?
2: They believe in a greater power. So they believe in something bigger than themselves, and they know that they have been put on this planet to help and serve others.
1: Well, as I expected, it's been an absolute joy having you on the show today. Thank you very much and maybe we'll get you on again down the road. Uh, You have so much to share. Uh, So that's it, until next week at the same time, our topic today has been a great day's work, finding and living a career that works for you. A big thank you to our guest mentor, top career management consultant and author, Madeline Mackey, for sharing your precious time with us and your insights. Remember, if you've tuned in late, you can listen to this and past shows by downloading podcasts by going to our website, www.thementorsradio.com. That's thementorsradio.com. When you are there, make it easy for yourself and subscribe to future shows. Thank you for listening. We will be back next weekend at this time for the next edition of The Mentors Radio. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. Remember to be all you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the darkness.
3: Are you a small to mid-sized business looking for a tax, accounting, or CFO-level advisor to handle or guide your company's financial decisions? Consider KMLPC. KMLPC excels in creating easy-to-use, customized financial systems for small to mid-sized entrepreneurs and companies, especially nonprofits. KMLPC supports and protects their clients' vital interests, offering a wide range of accounting and bookkeeping services in addition to CFO guidance. They prioritize digital integration and their exceptional staff will make your life and even taxes so much easier. Their client list is a who's who of nonprofits and entrepreneurs, clients who've stayed with them for years and won't go anywhere else. So if you need financial or tax help for your business or nonprofit, contact KMLPC today at KML-PC.com. That's KML-PC.com, KML-PC.com, and mention The Mentors let